I would suggest make a TikTok for the CEO first mm -hmm. and, and be like, let me just show you if we do this, if we commit to this for a month that we make a TikTok for mm -hmm. you, I guarantee you your CEO will be doing like the Macarena by <laughs> the end of the year. Like this person will be like, who knew? People wanted to see me do the Macarena. I'm a celebrity. Get me on the talking circuit. Welcome back to another episode of Connecting Rooms, a podcast by Circle Collection. I'm your host, Laura Nalti. Today on this sunny day in Amsterdam, I'm so excited to be joined by a very good friend of mine, Caroline Gamari, to talk all things TikTok. We met many years ago when I was working at The Standard and we were running ads in Purple Magazine, where Caroline ended up working for 10 years. Since then, she has pivoted to digital content, working as a video director for international brands like Dior and Louis Vuitton and celebrities like Cara Delevingne. Recently, she has fallen down the rabbit hole known as TikTok and is suddenly an expert on the platform. And honestly, the only person I know over the age of 30 who can explain it to me. So naturally, I trust her more. Apologies to any Gen Zers listening. I invited her here to not only unpack what it means, how it works, what the hell all the accountants are doing on TikTok, but also to learn how she thinks it does and will affect the travel and hospitality industry. So let's jump right in. Hi, Caroline. Hi, Laura. <laughs> I, I don't know if like, you're actually going to be able to do this serious podcast with me. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I'm already laughing too much. I am a professional. Uh, <laughs> you are not. <laughs> that is a fact. Um, so while I aspire to be close to your skilled audio digital presence, why don't we just jump in? Caroline, can you please introduce yourself? First of all, thanks for having me. Um, my name is Caroline. I am a video director and social media content strategist. I'm based in Paris. I am American. Basically, I make video content for social media for brands. It sounds niche, but I'm very busy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've made content for fashion brands like Louis Vuitton, Dior, Jimmy Choo, for Interview Magazine. Um, full disclosure, I've also made content for Sir, the Sir Hotels. Um, I love video. I love making videos and I love the, the wacky, ever-expanding universe that is the internet. And that's why we have you here and mainly to talk about TikTok, which I feel like when we were talking last year, it wasn't really something that we were talking about. And then you suddenly, maybe because of the pandemic, you like went down a rabbit hole of TikTok -ery. I don't even know what the verb is for that, but TikToking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, none of those are words that people use, just making sure. Um, no, it's true. Now my, I, my full focus is TikTok. I think the opportunity on that platform right now is the biggest bang you can get for your buck today. But for whom? You think for people or for brands? Definitely for people, like an individual trying to create a personal brand. Absolutely. I, I would start there. Mm -hmm. But the opportunity for brands is huge, enormous. It's the biggest organic traffic. It's the biggest possibility for organic traffic on the internet. Yeah. And yet there aren't that many brands using it or doing it well. When people say that, when people in my world say that, it's because... They're lazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that it's because high-end brands aren't using it. I think high-end brands have a really hard time marrying their 
highbrow brand values mm-hmm. and brand aesthetic with the unhinged, <laughs> yeah. unhinged aesthetic of TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Let's start from the beginning then. What is TikTok? Okay. Um, so TikTok is a social media app, video sharing platform. Um, the kind of slogan of TikTok is sound on, which kind of makes it different than, say, viewing video on YouTube or Instagram, where you can still scroll through your feed and not be listening. Mm-hmm. TikTok, you are immersed in it. You cannot mm-hmm. be doing anything else while you're looking at TikTok. Mm-hmm. You know, you can try to be like watching TV and watching TikTok, but you... That's kind quite of a, challenging, yeah. Yeah, you get sucked back into TikTok. <laughs> so the way that I kind of explain TikTok to people usually is if Instagram and Facebook are where you go to kind of digitally connect with people mm-hmm. that you you know already actually know in real life, one, two, three degrees of separation, you know, where you might, you know, get to know a little bit more about them or stalk them or, you know keep in touch with them. Mm -hmm. TikTok is really where you're going to connect with people who have similar interests Mm -hmm. to you. And those similar interests could be, oh, we're both learning Spanish or we're both, you know, have curly hair or we're both, you know, fans of Kitchen Confidential or Mm -hmm. we both watched the, you know, season finale of Game of Thrones or whatever it is. These are your people that are kind of categorized or a community that's kind of categorized more by centers of interests Mm -hmm. or centers of sense of humor rather than I'm going to follow the people I know. Personally, I do use TikTok. I consume and produce TikToks. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't follow any of my friends per se that aren't making content that I like. You don't just follow someone. Just because they're your friend. Yeah, no. Or as a courtesy. Maybe as a courtesy, but. I'm not thing. like, no, I, I, my TikTok <laughs> account is so valuable to me. The, what I get out of it, I don't want to mess it up by like following people that are posting bad content. I only want to support people that are actually doing it. Right. You know? Right. right. So when I first logged on to TikTok, I first saw a bunch of dancing videos and a bunch of Dutch people saying things that unfortunately I don't understand, but that's because I live in Amsterdam. And then mainly after we started speaking, I was like, okay, I need to dive into this more. So I started also searching for things that I'm interested. One of them was Ayurvedic dish that I actually made today called Kitchery. And so suddenly I found all these Ayurvedic people on Instagram, I mean, on TikTok. And then it knew also, it started knowing what I'm interested in, which that I find super interesting. So it started showing me like people making jokes about Ashtanga yoga, which I feel like is so niche. Um, but I, of course, find it hilarious. And so explain to me how all of that works. Like, how does it go from dancing? Dutch people to very niche content that obviously I've sourced out, but like, what's the general experience for people and how the algorithm works? So TikTok, a lot of people that I talk to that don't use TikTok or haven't tried or only have tried for 15 minutes, their immediate response is, I'm not interested. It's a bunch of teens dancing. And to that, I always say you haven't given it a chance Mm -hmm. because Basically, what the app does is you sign up, and there's two feeds on TikTok. Either your following feed, the people who you've already followed, or your For You page. The For You page is what the algorithm has learned that you like, and then extending that beyond. Mm -hmm. So in your example that you gave, Ayurveda, 
probably a lot of people that have liked, commented on, shared videos of Ayurveda have also liked, commented on, and shared videos about Ashtanga Yoga. So that first time that you log on, the mm -hmm. algorithm is, or the feed, the For You page, is going to show you super... Um, the, the For You page is going to show you very... Like mainstream. Yeah, very bland, mainstream, already super successful things. Right. You know, so it can be weeks old content, I noticed. Too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because they want to get a taste of which lane you're yeah. going in. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, she is in the Ayurveda lane. Yeah. I remember I sent you a video and I was like, oh my God, this is so horrible. And you're like, do not watch any more of these videos. <laughs> Otherwise your feed get, will get spammed. No, I have friends that send me stuff from their feeds and I'm like, this says more about you <laughs> than it does about this video because you watched, obviously have watched this or videos like this many times, shared them. And now you're in your own black hole. <laughs> Like, good luck getting out of there. And I mean, you know, TikTok also usually when people start to tell me that their feed is populated with something, I'm like, that's you. That's what's pop populating your brain. I know. I, I definitely um, checkmated my husband, Kevin, who, you know, who's like, it's just a bunch of girls with big boobs. Like, that's all TikTok is. And I'm like, uh huh. Yeah, I don't think that's how it works. Yeah, I don't see that. So. I always tell people, give it a chance on a Saturday morning, give it an hour, and then when whatever the For You page is showing you, if you really like it, comment, like, go mm -hmm. through the comments and like comments you think are funny, share it. If you really don't want to see anything anymore, you know, big boob, big boobs are dancing, scroll past it immediately. Because if you watch an entire video and then you watch it again and then you watch big boobs, the big boob video three times in a row. It's going to know. It's going to know. TikTok, a lot of people say about TikTok, it knows you better than you know yourself. Yeah. You hear that, Kevin? Take notes. <laughs> um, so tell me, what is the what is TikTok's the mission, would you say? What are they trying to do? The brand? Or the TikTok? Mm -hmm. Oh, take over your brain. <laughs> and take it sounds every... like also just like showing you stuff that uh, is kind of like light and fun right like do you think they're out there to like replace your netflix consumption obviously any other social media consumption i think that they probably took a lot of learnings about how the people's takeaway mm -hmm. of how they feel on instagram mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people feel using instagram less than mm -hmm. upset sad whatever and i think that that goes back to what I said, it, it's people in your actual world. And mm -hmm. I think what makes people feel bad per se about Instagram is the people in my actual world are having amazing lives. Mm -hmm. Why does my life suck? Mm -hmm. Whereas TikTok is more down to earth, mm -hmm. happy entertainment. So yeah, the, the app says that, you know, the app comes out with all these statistics and they really, you know, the a huge majority of TikTok users say the app makes them happy. I mean, Which I think for Instagram is almost like the opposite, right? Especially with certain demographics. It's like the app makes them feel miserable. And then I think depending on who you follow, like I know my feed, it's like a lot of news sites too. So suddenly you look or activists and suddenly you're going down the feed and you're like, oh my God, the world's going to shit. 
and then you see a friend on a great vacation. You're like, damn it, I want to be on a great vacation too. <laughs> exactly. Whereas TikTok, you're like boobs, big boobs everywhere. That's all that's happening in the world. And Ayurveda cooking dishes. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually always say, I use the example about TikTok is like, if you're a goth, after about, you know, like training your algorithm for about an hour, you probably will end up thinking like TikTok is an app for goths. Like <laughs> everything, this is where like the goth content happens. Yeah. Or, you know, a lot of people in different sub subcultures are like, oh, whatever they have, you know, like knitting talk or yeah. uh, travel talk or whatever it is. And your algorithm, once it learns you, it really doesn't show you so much random stuff right so you do feel like oh this is kind of like a clubhouse of mine <laughs> no pun intended <laughs> yeah so how do you approach tiktok differently than other platforms when creating branded content oh it's so different i mean i think i think we've almost come full circle on tiktok in a sense that tiktok content is basically editorial content it is whatever you know, personality you've given your brand, TikTok is the platform where you are putting that actually into practice. You know, it's not a media kit. It's not, you know, a, something written. It's how does this, you know, basically person, how does this person communicate? What's their sense of humor? What's their aesthetic? It It is a challenge because it is making people at brands or marketing or content creator, editorial positions and brands really have to say things and not, you know, they can't be super carefully crafted. The amount of TikToks you have to be posting to be, you know, keeping up with the algorithm and mm -hmm. feeding the, the conversation, you have to actually give your brand a voice and use that voice daily. Mm -hmm. So I get approached by brands, you know, as my job to create social media, video, social media content. TikTok, I would say YouTube is where you want to have the in-depth story. Mm -hmm. YouTube is the second biggest search engine in the world. So when you Google, should I stay at Sur Hotels? Should I um, t take a trip to Amsterdam? Likely within the above the fold screen that you're looking at, you're gonna have some video proposals. What I urge brands to do is create those hero videos where that answer those questions. Mm -hmm. Should I buy the, you know, keep all bag from Loewe or whatever it is that then there is a video on your page that you own where you're going through all the details of, you know, why is this hotel so great or why is this bag worth buying? Obviously in your own aesthetic way, that's the YouTube. Instagram, you want to give the information you want to be the first to put the information because as soon as something comes out that's where people are going to look it's replaced the website in that way so you instagram is basically a sexier more shareable website mm -hmm. um but then now i also would encourage one you know if you're launching something one main feed post that gives the story with a you know, a swipeable gallery. And then you really want to kind of bombard with Instagram stories, mm -hmm. but it's still, it's quite informational. Yeah. And then TikTok is like, you want to do the approach to TikTok is if someone, if I came across this, 
would I stop? Mm-hmm. Would Is there something about this that would make me stop? Is the song super fun? Is there a joke that has some sort of universal humor? Um, it, TikTok is a big, big, big dis- like discovery platform. Mm-hmm. Instagram and YouTube, people are more likely searching for you. Right. Whereas TikTok, you have to keep in mind when you're making TikToks, this is going to come across the feed of people who have no idea what I am or right. who I am or what brand this is. Right. So for TikTok, you want to be creating something that's going to be attention grabbing yeah. and universal. Yeah. I mean, f- from a marketing perspective, that sounds terrifying. How are you supposed to make so much content and alone the approval process? I know there was some meme on TikTok that was like, oh, by the time brands know what joke they should do on TikTok, it's already two weeks old and totally outdated. Um, so how do you recommend a brand should be should approach their TikTok editorial platform or to know what to prioritize? Because it sounds like it's not really a place to like break news or launch a new product, right? It's much more about storytelling, humor, maybe inspiration, but not as aspirational as let's say Instagram. So with big risks come big rewards. The reason TikTok is great is because it's not Instagram and mm-hmm. it's not Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just, you, you can't copy and paste either the content that you're doing for them and put it on TikTok and you can't copy and paste the approach of what you're doing with them and put it on TikTok. So the reason it's good is because it's hard. I saw a TikTok of a girl who was whatever laying in bed and she she was she has whatever a million followers or something. And she was saying, you know, I go to these parties with people, these very classic Instagram influencer girls, gorgeous girls, and you know, someone, a mutual friend will come up and be like, "Oh, you know, you know I like so and so, the girl who's making the TikTok. You know she has like 500,000 followers on TikTok." And this beautiful girl will be like, oh, then I should get on there. And then the girl will get on TikTok and she'll do the same shit she's doing on Instagram, you know, where she looks beautiful and it's not genuine and it won't work. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, TikTok is something different. You actually have to have a brain. <laughs> and, and it's crazy because people think, oh, it's brainless, it's dancing, it's this and it's that. It's, you actually do need critical thinking skills mm-hmm. to be like, this is a trend how do I fit this into my niche? Mm -hmm. And the more clever it is, and the more often you show how clever you are, Mm -hmm. the rewards, if your reward or your metric for success is views, followers, whatever, that it happens on TikTok. You don't get, if you're, even if you're gorgeous, I mean, I know you asked about brands, but I'm talking about people right now. Even if you're gorgeous, if you don't know how to show your gorgeousness through a TikTok through a TikTok lens, um, it's gonna fall flat. Mm-hmm. Unless go- you have big boobs. <laughs> well, no, and there's this thing also with big we boobs. Have- no, I just have to say there is this thing also. There's two live video trends on TikTok, which is these girls that just bounce, and it's like this, and it's not bouncing on a trampoline. It's just like bouncing on like a bed, uh-huh. like a like sitting and like so the boobs are bouncing. And then the other live trend thing is peeling an egg. You've seen? Have we talked about this? Peeling no. an egg, like a raw egg, with like whatever medical tools. Uh-huh. And I think it's kind of like some sort of visual ASMR something, like yeah. P- Dr. Pimple Popper. I don't yeah. know. See? So you really, lots of brain, lots of clever content. <laughs> no, yeah, but those are two examples of incredibly <laughs> brainiac 
yeah. high brain cell <laughs> using content. No, but I, I understand what you mean. And I think especially when things get felt filtered on this brand level, right? Because then if you're an individual, it's, it's easy. It's almost easier to be quick and nimble and create all this regular content. I think as on a brand level, the challenges are obviously that there's so many rounds of approval and suddenly if like a CEO sees something and goes, what, what is this? And doesn't understand, right? Cause he doesn't understand or she doesn't understand that there are, um, trends about using medical tools to open a raw egg. Um, and then, then those disconnections happen. But I think what I, or what I struggle with is what do you think then brands should focus on if they say, okay, tomorrow we're going to launch our TikTok. What would be your advice in terms of what they should start talking about first? Okay. I'm going to answer kind of your question. Mm -hmm. So one, I think businesses where you feel like the CEO needs to understand the, you know, nitty gritty of every single thing, those businesses aren't going to run very well anyway. Um, TikTok is just like, you know, creating a successful TikTok for a brand is just like, you know, building a, you know, a CMS or, you know, building an, a, an in-house software or. No, but I, I know what you mean. It's like, no. a, it's like any kind of like more detailed structural software thing. They don't need to know about every single nitty gritty detail. They actually, just need to trust the people. You know doing what I would it. say? I would say actually, if you're at a brand and you find that maybe the CEO or a, a higher up person is like a pain point for making a fun TikTok, I would suggest make a TikTok for the CEO first mm -hmm. and, and be like, let me just show you if we do this, if we commit to this for a month and we make a TikTok for mm -hmm. you, I guarantee you your CEO will be doing like the Macarena by the, <laughs> by the end of the year. Like this person will be like, who knew people wanted to see me do the Macarena. I'm a celebrity. Get me on the talking circuit. Um, but TikTok is one of those. <laughs> TikTok is one of those things that's like, try it. You know, you obviously have to, with a little trial and error, figure out how, how do we use this? Mm -hmm. So I actually, one example in the travel space that I think that a brand could look at would be Samsonite. I think they have something like 50,000 followers, which is not huge for TikTok, but their content is quite TikTok and also quite kosher, you know? It's, mm -hmm. So it's not scary to look at. I think if you if you have some people that don't know what TikTok is, you could kind of cherry pick some content from that and be like, this is how people make content on TikTok. And then you could also pull up Samsonite's Instagram page and be like, see how different it is and see how, you know, a video say that they post on their Instagram feed might get 1000 views if we're talking like organic traffic. And then on their TikTok, they may have some videos that have like 200,000 views. Mm -hmm. And you're like, see, like, it's two, it's apples and oranges. Mm -hmm. It's the same, obviously used on, it's the same media, mm -hmm. but it's a different, both, they're two different beasts. Mm -hmm. What is, so what is the, what, like, I haven't seen Samsonite's TikTok, but what is their angle, would you say? Um, it's very Gen Z. It is, I mean, I'm using them as an example. I obviously could have used like Ryanair or Duolingo, which yeah. are two other in the travel space yeah. that are killing it. 
Yeah. But those are scary. I think if you were going to show them to a CEO, those are like, you know, are we going to dive off the deep end of this? Um, Samsonite is safe. You know, it's kind of like, uh, travel humor mm-hmm. with a lot of product placement. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so what, advice do you have for how brands should be creating their content you recently told me we have to post every single day for 30 days which i find also terrifying (laughs) i know the reason i say you have to post every day for 30 days and i actually know it's even more terrifying but i prefer 60 days if possible um is because you need that data Mm -hmm. tiktok gives you an incredible amount of data about what works and what doesn't and if you don't, if you post three or four times in the month, you're not going to have enough data. Every month or every two months on TikTok, you should be doing a data analysis and being like, okay, most of our followers are in uh, Germany, Switzerland, and Austria. Um, those people are mostly, uh, or their highest, their peak time of viewing our content is 9 p.m. So we're gonna make sure we post at 7 p.m. And then, you know, it's kind of like you learn these things. You learn what niche you've kind of fallen into. Obviously, mm-hmm. you're steering the ship toward a certain niche. Mm-hmm. But once you kind of get to know those people, it's like getting to know a friend. You're like, there are some friends you know you can call them at 8.30 in the morning and other ones that don't want to hear from you after 10 at night. You know, it's like you get to know these people. You get to know what waters you're swimming in. And then you make it even better. So how can brands, like, what's my advice for brands? Yeah, so you want to do one or two months of a deep dive where you're throwing spaghetti against the wall. Mm -hmm. Um, And by that, you mean, like, try different kind of content verticals or messages that you're sending out, like, um, tips, educational stuff. (laughs) No, so ideally what you want to do is, first of all, set what's your metric for success let's take a hotel brand for example is your metric for success um we want more direct bookings or we want or what what we can we expect reasonably expect to get from tiktok and then how do we what's our roadmap to there so let's say your metric or your uh success that you're looking or trying to get from TikTok is we want more 25 year olds, 25 to 35 year olds to be direct booking through, through, uh, you know, our websites to come to our hotels. So if, if that were my goal, what I would do is I would obviously start our TikTok strategy by posting every day and, you know, deciding on these, what they call content pillars, which are your content format. So you want to pick five different content pillars, like, okay, we're going to do, and it's funny, I mean, parentheses, this is literally what we're going to do tomorrow. <laughs> so we may or may not be doing a workshop on this tomorrow with our team. <laughs> um, no, uh, you want to pick your content pillars and then be posting one video from each content pillar a week. So long story short, you want to, it, it's like, it's hard to just give you like a, quick answer because there's a lot that goes into it. But the very simple answer is you want to be interacting as much as you can with the app, posting anyone that comments, you reply, and you want to be learning as you go and you just need to keep posting. Mm -hmm. I myself have stopped posting that much because I know now what my followers react to. What do they react to? Uh, I do these like 
uh, voiceover videos. The, the kind day of, in the life of? Yeah, day in the oh life God. or a product review or whatever. <laughs> um, but they take me a long time to make. And I see that my follower base prefers the quality. Like yeah. if I just jump on a trend, they don't want to see that. They want to yeah. see me like think about something. Yeah. And you had a fashion week party in Paris. I was at a fashion I know. Party. I loved, I loved yeah, that Yeah, the video. kids, they love it. <laughs> All right. So how should the travel industry handle creators? This is another thing. The metric for success on TikTok is not followers. It's not your follower count. It's your engagement. And I think, obviously, creating content for your own brand, for your own page is important. But it's it, way more bang for your buck to work with creators. I And so who would you consider a creator? Like somebody with... Is there a kind of benchmark for how many followers they have or just what their content no. is doing? It's the same thing. You really want to be looking for engagement. Mm -hmm. So let's say, for, first of all, let's say, you know, we're going to go back to that. We want 25 to 35 year olds to come stay at this hotel. You want to look at creators that have that demographic, that mm -hmm. are speaking to that demographic. You know, I know, for example, through from your media uh, from your media kit, it, there's more women booking than men. So you might want to look with, uh, you might want to work with a creator who skews more with women. Mm -hmm. And uh, you want to look at their page and be like, hey, what's their voice? Does this align with, you know, our voice? Mm -hmm. And then you want them to have creative license. You might want to give them, you know, you're going to say, okay, we're going to work with you on a one month partnership. We want you to post one TikTok a week and these are the three things we need to make sure that they have. Obviously, one, you have to show some part of the hotel and say the name of the hotel. Um, but then pretty much the rest of it is up to you, you know? And then you want to build that brand awareness over time that way. On the other hand, what I would say to creators is make some content on your own page where a brand could see themselves. So, you know, as you said, we met when the standard when you were working at the standard hotel and you were buying ad space in the magazine that i worked at you can't sell an ad space that isn't already there mm -hmm. so if you're a creator and you're making tiktoks you want to make a tiktok that in the future a brand could be like just make that for us mm -hmm. because they're they're not i think people think that people are thinking way deeper about <laughs> what they can or can't do mm -hmm. you just literally need to show someone i you know when it, when i went on a trip for my brother's wedding, I went to this hotel. Make a TikTok as if you were paid to. Mm -hmm. About their breakfast buffet, the cool toaster, whatever mm -hmm. it is. And then a brand. Uh, I'm expecting this from your stance, Robert. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Show me the breakfast buffet. <laughs> I love a breakfast buffet. And um, I will be making a TikTok about it. Okay, great. So can you explain to me what is the current landscape between how travel and TikTok overlap? So TikTok became really popular during the pandemic because people were stuck in their house and they wanted to experience life through someone else's eyes. That is really why it became popular. People were like, in, on Instagram, I'm seeing the same people every day. All right, let's try TikTok. This travel space is innate in TikTok. Like when you're sharing in someone else's life, on TikTok, you feel like you're there. You feel like, you know, when someone has a travel video that they post about going to a cool city, you're like, kind of this, why not me? So I feel like there is a huge opportunity to convert a captive audience 
uh, with content to make a trip to Amsterdam, to take that trip to Amsterdam and be like, what did I see on TikTok that they already did? And then they're just going to book it. Because I do feel like the vibe now is the why not, we're in the why not me era, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. If on the one hand, we can see that TikTok is a huge, the conversion rate for purchasing is huge. Mm-hmm. There's something like over 90% of people using TikTok have bought something that they discovered through TikTok. So there's that piece of data. And then there's also the fact that the average TikTok session is 10 minutes. It's like, you know, there's a lot of opportunity to... Mm-hmm. What is it? Do you know what it is for Instagram? I know that it's five minutes for Pinterest, mm-hmm. and that is the second um, highest mm-hmm. uh, time spent per session. Mm-hmm. In- I mean, Instagram, I think at this point, people look at three things, and they're like, get mm-hmm. me out of here. Mm-hmm. I even have a timer to get me out of there faster. I think my timer, my Instagram timer, is like five minutes a day. <laughs> <laughs> and your TikTok timer? It's, I mean, every... It, it's hideous. It's hideous. The timer is pointless because I just ignore it. It's like, I'm not even out of bed. And the timer is like, you've gone through your daily quota. And so do you think people are saving then like TikTok videos that they've seen about, let's say Amsterdam, for example, the way they used to like rip out an article from Conan Nast Traveler and say, okay, these are the places we need to hit up. Yeah, because now they've, la- I mean, they've launched a feature on TikTok where you can save in a folder. Mm-hmm. So you can categorize everything. Yeah. So you, I already have a thing like stuff to do. I live in Paris. I have a thing stuff to do in Paris. So stuff yeah. that comes across my feed that I'm like, I've never heard of that restaurant. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that walk or I've mm-hmm. never gone to that museum. I have like a stuff to do in Paris folder. Mm-hmm. So I think as someone starts to maybe the idea, the seed gets planted in their brain, I'm mm-hmm. going to go on a trip to Amsterdam if there's some content that's like, I, you know, this person mm-hmm. stayed at the Max Brown Hotel and, you know, you know, oftentimes someone, when they go on a trip, a big uh, format on TikTok is what I spent on my trip. Mm-hmm. And people will be like, this is, I'm going to show you how I spent whatever 600 euros on my weekend in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. And then they'll be like 81 euros on train tickets, 17 euros on coffees in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so people really, it really is like, come with me hold my hand. I'm going to show you exactly how I did it. Mm-hmm. Feel free to do it the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Interesting and super fun. And I think also there is something same, like I mentioned earlier, looking up that recipe. Um, there is something about just like seeing how something's done mm. that makes it so much easier then. Whereas if I read a recipe in a cookbook, I'm like, ah, what is one teaspoon? Ah. But then when you see somebody just casually throwing things in a pot, you're like, oh, I can do that. Yeah. The big ethos on TikTok is we do not gatekeep, mm-hmm. you know, it's like any way that I can show you mm-hmm. or make something easier so you can do it yourself. Let me do that. Mm-hmm. So it's quite democratic and inclusive in that way. Big time. Yeah. Okay. So we're running out of time. So I want to end on some very important things, lingos and trends on TikTok, which I find super confusing you recently explained to me what accountants are on tiktok when you left the room i we joked about how you think that that's major but it's like already over (laughs) of course but that's the story of my life in terms of my relationship with tiktok i'm like so late honestly to everything these days but um give give me then the highlight reel of lingos that people should know otherwise they seem way too old okay well you loved it because an accountant is actually a sex worker so oh see i thought it was a drug dealer see, I already sweetie messed up. I know. no i already messed up Just what is no. a drug dealer isn't there one it's for truck dr- driver oh truck driver okay so like i'm an accountant and my husband's a truck driver 
Um, Sexy. Yeah, it's because you can't because because they're trying to keep TikTok a happy place. The algorithm. I feel kind like if you were modern, you would invert those. <laughs> I think the husband should be the accountant the, and the wife should be the truck driver. Seeing as you are <laughs> so abreast constantly in the trends and the young, the youth, feel free to ask them if they want to do that. So there's uh, some other things. I mean, a, a basic one is a mutual. What is that? A mutual is we follow each other. And it's usually like a, my, we're mutuals means like we're not mm. friends in real life. If mm-hmm. we were actually friends in real life, I would just say, oh, my friend. But she's my mutual. It's like we're both we both follow each other. So if so you're like, would you use that in a sentence? Yeah. He's like my, at a party? He's my mutual? Oh yeah. We're mutuals. Like we go, how do you know? Whatever. Some, if, if for example, like uh, there's like uh, a celebrity that follows me, they'd be like, how do you know? So I'm like, we're mutuals. And, and that celebrity is supposed to know what that means. <laughs> I'm not talking to the celebrity. I'm talking <laughs> okay. just, if you ask me to use it in a sentence, <laughs> No, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at you in your face. <laughs> okay, fine. Got no, it. No, no. I'll try to use it in a sentence no. later today. So, no, we're mutuals is like... Are we mutuals or are we friends? We're friends. Okay. <laughs> Another... <laughs> Laura, we're going to go down to mutual status. We're actually going to go down to whatever, like, one-sided mutual is. So we're only you're following me. <laughs> no, I love you. I would never unfollow you. Um, uh, another good one that I is, I mean, I was surprised I didn't know mutual, but is um, when someone says he thought he ate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> like, it's basically like uh, when you see someone doing something and they th- that they think that they're like killing it. They think that they're mm-hmm. doing a really good job. Uh, or they really think that they they came back with like you know like a great or they said a great comeback or yeah, they really yeah. you know nailed it yeah and someone will be like he really thought he ate you know what I mean but Maybe but like, he didn't is that the point he did not he did not okay but you could also say like oh he so d- if he, his can you say he didn't eat <laughs> no like, oh, he what? no sweetie if he didn't eat you say he really thought he ate okay <laughs> if he did eat. You might actually say, as a matter of fact, he kind of ate. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. I'm going to use that in a meeting tomorrow and see how it goes over with the team. It's actually... I'm always disappointed that people on my team don't don't teach me about this sooner. I feel like, ask you. Um, <laughs> I don't really... I think it's also a little bit like this lingo. Like, when you ask me to use it in a sentence... Mm-hmm. It's very like Web3 mm-hmm. metaverse mm-hmm. because we're using it in like a digital sentence. Mm-hmm. Like my human self wouldn't say those things out loud. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't say LOL out loud. I'd just fucking laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So it's more like for a comment on yes. a TikTok video, yes. I can write. He, he really thought he ate. He really thought he ate. Got like, it. for example, like when you post any TikToks of your son yeah. saying something. Yeah. I would comment on that. He really thought he ate because he's a child and he actually didn't do it well. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. He would definitely eat or not eat. If we're not talking it. about eating food, I like know. I need I that to be clear. <laughs> okay. Tell me quickly about any, any trends that we need to know about. I mean, it's hard. By the time this podcast comes out, it'll totally be old. So do not listen to it or take it seriously. <laughs> so trends. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, well, a trend that by the time this comes out where we will be deep in it and we'll be seeing what's going on is TikTok just launched 10 minute videos. So they launched three minute up to three minutes, like a, whatever, six months ago worldwide. But do you find that so frustrating? Is that like sacrilegious to the platform or are you excited about 10 minute videos? Um, I'm excited. To, I'm really excited to see what people do with it. Yeah. Because for the most part now, what people do is they're like, oh, I'm going to tackle this big topic and we're going to do it in five yeah. parts. So they're going to tell some story and do it in five parts. Yeah. Um, I think if someone takes the 10 minute format yeah. and if they can do it in a way that is captivating, yeah. then they will, TikTok will actually be competing with Netflix. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? In the sense of like, okay, I'm spending chunks of 10 minutes totally. on here. Totally. And you know, a lot of people also just like, because they're scrolling through it so much, I do this. You find a TikTok where someone's just talking about something interesting and then you put your phone down and then you like a little mini podcast. Yeah. So I think yeah. if people are able to do a 10 minute format where you're like really learning, mm -hmm. that they will be eating. <laughs> <laughs> they thought that they ate and they actually did. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Um, thank you so much, Caroline. This is so fun. And I love talking to you. And maybe next time we can talk about 10 minute TikTok videos and how brands can improve those as well. Yeah. Seems even more daunting. Yeah. I Three mean, minutes felt like, okay, maybe. If you. Ten, mm, mm. I mean, let's see if it, by the time I get back, any brands have even started using TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if, I think if you have anything to say for it, um, they will. And it's funny because I think that when you were describing what is important, what is needed for TikTok, which is a brain and witty sense of humor that's kind of nonstop, I think that describes you perfectly. So thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for all the insight. And I look forward to seeing all your videos more. And I hope you TikTok about us in this podcast. We didn't talk about corn, but maybe oh, that's a little bit. What do you think corn is? It's like eggplant on uh, Instagram. No, it's like I'm in a I'm a corn actress. Little house on the prairie. Amish? No, sweetie, no. <laughs> okay, we need to wrap up. Okay, we need we to... already did wrap up. Okay, it's no, we wrapped. No. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there was no outro. <laughs> the outro is You have to say thank you so much because I thanked you so many times and I gave you a compliment. I, what if I don't want to? <laughs> what if I did all the work here and I don't deserve you don't deserve a thank you? Uh, say thanks uh, and follow I, for me legal, for legal reasons um, thank you for having me on this podcast <laughs>